Good night, everybody. Live from Trump country. Well, we're not live. We are pre-recorded in the deep red state of Tennessee. Trump country, USA. <laughs> this is Ungoverned on Rumble.com slash LFA TV. And in the wise words of the esteemed philosopher, John Fetterman, Hi, good night, everybody. Good evening to the Ungovernables, the captain's crew, the LFA family, uh, McGroin Nation, everybody out there, people who are newcomers, people who have been here since day one. You know that sometimes I play with the Smurf turd. We call this Smurf turd. It's Loctite. Sometimes I play with that while I'm talking. We don't want to do that. Don't do We don't want to do that. Don't do that. Good evening to everybody. I hope everybody's having a good time. Happy Thursday. Happy Leap Day. I know I said, I know I said, I'm going to be putting out a Trump Leap Year video. But you know what? The Leap Day stuff, it wasn't really trending. I didn't really think it was, uh, it would have been a great idea to put that out today. Save up more is better. Okay, well, I put out something else. Obviously, the great Alex Stein put it out. And we will, uh, we'll be playing it on this show in just a little bit. Donald Trump spoke to the uh, Plano, Texas City Council the other day. If you haven't seen it, a lot of people, I mean, it's all over the place right now. It's gotten, it's gone pretty viral. Um, I collaborated with the great Alex Stein uh, and uh, provided some some humor, I guess, and a little bit into his latest, um, his latest appearance in front of the Plano, Texas City Council. Uh, and so uh, Donald Trump made his uh, a debut at the city council meeting in Texas. We'll play that for you. Listen, folks, you know, I, I always say all the time on this show, we're ahead of things. We're ahead of the news cycle. This is uh, probably the furthest ahead that we've ever been. A lot of people are starting to realize now, and I'm not saying we were the only ones. We're not the only ones. But a lot of people are starting to realize now what we said on October 12th, ladies and gentlemen, five days after Five days after the attack on Israel at the hands of Hamas, that the Democrats were going to be fracturing over this situation. It is February 29th. AOC believes tomorrow is February 30th because she doesn't know how the months work. Okay. It's February 29th. We are, what is that, to November, December, January? We are over four, we're four and a half months ahead of what many polls are now indicating, what many people are now saying, what primary election results are now telling us. The Democrats have a huge Hamas problem. They have a huge problem with which voters are they going to court and which voters are they going to alienate? Are they going to stay and, and, and pretend to be in support of Israel? Because we all know the Democrats actually hate Jews. But are they going to... Are they going to stick around and say that they still support Israel while towing the line? Or are they going to court the 100,000 uncommitted voters that Rashida Tlaib convinced to protest Joe Biden in Michigan? Are they going to try and court them and alienate the rest? It's a lose-lose for the Democrats. If they turn their backs on the 100,000 or so that are uncommitted in Michigan, and there are probably more, they'll probably lose Michigan. And if they lose Michigan in 2024, it's pretty much the race. Not all the way, but it makes it very difficult for them to win if they lose Michigan. And if they do go with those 100,000 voters, then they're 
turning their back on a, an even larger amount of Americans. The Democrats are in a pickle. They're in a catch-22. They cannot win. They have no path forward on this issue. In this case, there's no right answer. There's no right answer. It's kind of like the same situation where Mike Johnson's in right now as Speaker of the House. He's got such a slim majority, right? If you shut the government down, the media's going to hammer Republicans. If you sign another CR, you're going to get hit from the right. And so it's the lesser of two evils is probably to just sign a continuing resolution. But we'll see what happens. At some point, those are going to have to stop. But a government shutdown uh, 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 tactically would be bad for Republicans right now just on optics alone. Okay, I mean, I don't like the government being open. I'm just saying, I'm, I'm showing you tactically, strategically, what that would do for Republicans. Democrats are in the same situation, but about a much, much bigger issue that can absolutely swing the 2024 election. And there's no path forward for them. None. Even members of their own party are starting to fracture in Congress. We never see this, but a Democratic... Congressional representative has now broken ranks with the progressive caucus of the party. You may know them as the squad. We call them the squad, the terror caucus, the House terror caucus. And is now walking away from not from the Democrat Party, but leaving the progressive caucus in the House of Representatives because of their supportive stance of Hamas. Elsewhere, we have the Supreme Court uh, now taking up the Trump immunity case, and that has long-lasting and far-reaching implications with regards to Donald Trump's D.C. trial. So we have that. That may be delayed until, the ruling may be delayed until after the 2024 election, which again gives the Democrats no path forward. They had in the back pocket was the indictments, right? They had the, well, if he's a convicted criminal, it tips the polls. And we talked about a poll yesterday that kind of said it wasn't the case anymore. Now there may not even be a ruling on some of these Indictments that, you know, the Jack Smith case in D.C., which I always thought was the most likely to result in a conviction because you know how the D.C. court cases go. But now there are two there are two Supreme Court hearings and arguments in the way. You have the obstruction of an official proceeding hearing, A.J. Fisher's case, Fisher versus the United States. And then you have Trump's immunity appeal about presidential immunity, which could sideline the whole D.C. case with regards to his uh, January 6th you know, uh, election interference case. The Fannie Willis case looks like it's going up in flames. The Miami case, nobody's worried about. And Alvin Bragg in in New York, come on. Twinkies, really? Even if that does result in a conviction, it's not not holding up after appeal. The whole Stormy Daniels hush money thing, it's ridiculous. So we got that, but the left, you know how you know this immunity hearing that the Supreme Court uh, accepting the arguments and listening to the arguments is very, very bad for the Dems. You have Nancy Pelosi and Rachel Madcow melting down over the fact that the Supreme Court is going to listen to arguments in this case. They're melting down to the, over the fact that the Supreme Court is doing their job. That's how you know that this is a major, major issue for the Democrats. You also know they have no path forward going into 2024. A Democrat surrogate for uh, Joe Biden's campaign is now calling it racist to point out the crimes that are being committed by illegal aliens. It's racist to point out what's happening. What is it? If it's raining outside and I say it's raining outside, is that racist too? To point out what's happening? So you can't call attention to the fact that 
The perpetrator of these crimes are illegal aliens. You can't point that out. That's ridiculous. And finally, if we have a chance to get to it, Joe Biden's doctors, well, apparently they say he is, uh, they say he looks too young. (laughs) I don't know if their doctors have access to whatever high-powered hallucinogenic mind-altering substances that Hunter Biden has access to. But there is not one bit of Joe Biden that looks, quote-unquote, too young to me here. Obviously, the doctor's cooking the books there, cooking up a, a nice little image for Joe Biden as he's trying to cling to power. We got all that. We got some more stuff. We got a, a few videos that we're going to play. We're going to go back to October 12th and play that video from this show to show you all that you're not wasting your time. We told you this was going to happen. We told you this was going to be a 2024 election issue. We were right yet again. So we'll get to that. We got Maddow's meltdown. Uh, there is one choice, one choice only for the Republican Senate leader. We'll play that video as well. Most of you know where I'm going to go with that. We'll play the, uh, the Trump infiltration of the Plano, uh, Texas City Council meeting. And uh, we'll get to all of these juicy stories. But we'll do that after a word from our friends at SwitchTheNumber2USA.com. That is SwitchTheNumber2USA.com. Coming up right here, a quick video. And then we'll tell you all about them. Take a look. We all want to make a difference in our country and and make change, but we don't all have the ability to do so. A lot of people are busy. They can't join school boards. They can't get on borough council, but they can change where they shop. And it's just shopping. It's that simple. We're going to link arms and we're going to shop right here at this American factory. They make the products and they're all natural and they're good for us and they're affordable. Everything's made here in the USA. That is switch the number two USA.com switch the number two USA.com. Ladies and gentlemen, we've been talking about how the world has been going crazy with supply chain issues, record setting inflation and sky high gas prices. We all know how the big box stores were allowed to stay open the entire time. While so many little guys, small business owners and regular people were forced to close. You know, the wealthiest on the planet became better off while mom and pop suffered. The question is, what are we willing to do about it? How can our voices be heard? Well, you can vote with your dollars. That's how you make a difference. This is a call to action. Switch away from the big box conglomerates and shop Factory Direct at a family-owned, made-in-America manufacturer for all your monthly consumables, toothpaste, shaving cream, laundry detergent, shampoo, healthy snacks, and now grass-fed beef all delivered right to your door. Switch away from Made in China and switch to Made in the USA. It's one of the best ways to get around the crazy inflation. Shop with a family-owned company that puts their customers first. Rather than shareholders and corporate executives, join the parallel economy that has been formed. Join the massive sweep that's happening through Patriot Nation and decide today that you want to be a part of the movement to cut off their cash flow. Sign up. My friend Maria will give you a call back to enroll you. And then you can start shopping at this privately owned mom and pop that is switch to number two USA.com. Switch to number two USA.com. Switch to number two USA.com. Sign up on the right hand portion of your screen if you see it. Watching on rumble.com slash LFA TV. If you're listening on audio on the website, farishmedia.com, you could listen, uh, you could go to switch2usa.com and check them out today. Folks, next up is Take Lean. That is T A K E L E A N. TakeLean.com from Brickhouse Nutrition. It is an amazing weight loss supplement called Lean, folks. Stress. Maybe the reason why you can't lose weight. If you have moderate to high stress, a doctor formulated weight loss supplement called Lean, L E A N, could be your solution. 
Chronic stress wreaks havoc on blood sugar, which can cause your body to store excess fat. No good. Stress can also slow down your metabolism, which fuels weight gain. And you all know about stress eating and sugar cravings. Now, the good news, the studied ingredients in lean, L-E-A-N, have been shown to help maintain healthy blood sugar levels, help optimize metabolism, and keep your appetite under control. If your life is a bit stressful and you want to lose weight, add lean, L-E-A-N, to your healthy diet and exercise lifestyle. Get 15% off and free shipping right here on your screen at takelean.com, Tango Alpha Kilo Echo, Lima Echo Alpha November.com. Enter code LFA15. That is Lima Foxtrot Alpha 15. That is pro LF, L, promo code LFA15 at takelean.com. That is T A K E L E A N, takelean.com. Promo code LFA15 for 15% off. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration, and this product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease and is not a substitute or alternative for care from a healthcare provider. Takelean.com, promo code LFA15. Takelean.com, promo code Lima Foxtrot Alpha 15. That is takelean.com, promo code LFA 15, last but not least, is the LFA TV store located at the beautiful LFA TV website. You see it on your screen right there. It's LFATV.us. There's Will Johnson. He's coming up next at 6 p.m. Click on that LFA TV store tab, and you will be in the amazing LFA TV store. You will see what happens if it's going to load. It may not load for me here. That's the LFA TV store. It's not loading, so we'll pop away from that. I don't know what's going on. Might be an internet connection on my end. Thank goodness we're pre-recorded today. LFATV.us. Click on the store tab. You will see all sorts of amazing LFA TV merch like hoodies and keychains and hats and sweatpants and all sorts of really great shirts, musical selections, plaques, all sorts of great stuff at the LFA TV store located at LFATV.us. The best way to support LFA TV and everything that we're trying to do is to become a walking, breathing, uh, living billboard for LFA TV. There it is right there. You can see it on your screen. We got it up there loading. LFATV.us. Click on that store tab and take a look at that. There's something here for everybody. Or you can head over to JeremyHerald.com slash store to check out the store as well and go directly to that site. Ladies and gentlemen, please hit the thumbs up button as we continue on. And let's take a trip down memory lane in just a moment as we talk about this catch-22, this no path forward that the left has going into the 2024 election. That's one thing if they thought they had a comfortable lead. It's one thing if they thought they were going to win swing states by six, seven, or eight points. They would say, all right, well, we could just alienate those Muslims and take that pro-Israeli stance and then, uh, you know, after the election we'll do what we really want to do, which is, you know, try for a two-state solution and push for a ceasefire and and appease the progressive wing of the party because the election wasn't really in doubt. The problem is now the election absolutely is in doubt. Biden is is, uh, uh, trailing in all of the polling and he does not have votes to play with right now. As you can see, Biden and the left are failing. 82% of Americans support Israel. 82% of Americans support Israel. That is more than four out of every five voters that responded to this poll that support Israel over Hamas here. 67%, that would be two-thirds of Americans, oppose a Hamas ceasefire. Meanwhile, you have progressive Democrats all over the place calling for these ceasefires. We don't forget on this show. 
what Rashida Tlaib was doing. Remember? And you could cry. And we could all cry. Look, take a look at this. Continue to watch people think it's okay to bomb a hospital where children... You know what's so hard sometimes is watching those videos and, and the people telling the kids don't cry and like let them cry. And they're shaking and somebody, you know this, they keep telling them not to cry in Arabic. They, do, they can cry, I can cry, we all can cry. If we're not crying, something is wrong. And so I'm telling you right now, President Biden, not all America's with you on this one. And you need to wake up and understand that. We are literally, literally watching people commit genocide and killing a vast majority just like this. And we still stand by and say nothing. We will remember this. But all of you, you need to know, I swear to God, Wahiyat Allah, you are on the right side of history. You are. You're doing everything possible to save lives. What is wrong with that? Stop it with trying to try to politicize this. There you have Rashida Tlaib, and that was in front of a giant sign that said what? Ceasefire. Well, apparently, two-thirds of Americans do not support the ceasefire, and four-fifths, more than that, of Americans support Israel. The Democrats are having a major problem. But we knew that already. If you were listening to this show back the days after that Israeli attack or the uh, Hamas attack on Israel, the tragedy, the terrorist attack over there, you knew this was coming. Let's take a trip down uh, memory lane here on Ungoverned. Back to when we were on at 10 a.m. in October. My hair is a lot longer in this video. It's kind of funny. Let's take a look at that. Ladies and gentlemen, if you watch this show, you are months, months ahead of the news cycle and ahead of the polls. Take a look. The Democrat Party is fracturing over Israel because what do they do? What can they do? What should they do? They either have the radical left, which is openly pro-Palestine. Remember, this is Black Lives Matter Los Angeles. Openly pro-Palestine, openly pro-terror. Remember, this is Black Lives Matter Chicago. Openly pro-Palestine, openly pro-terror. Remember, this is Rashida Tlaib, the notorious PIG in the House Terror Caucus, openly pro-Palestine, openly pro-terror, refusing to condemn the beheading of babies. Well, the left likes when babies die anyway. You know, anything we know that they are, you know, obviously pro-death, not just pro-abortion, but pro-death. Openly pro-Palestine, openly pro-terror, radical left, House Terror Caucus, hijacking the Democrat Party. And now they're fracturing because they're going to lose one of two groups if this continues. They're either going to lose the Jewish community. And if they lose the Jewish community, half my family's Jewish and the other half is Italian. I know what holding grudges looks like, okay? They're not coming back. They're not coming back. And if they lose the radical left, well, the radical left eventually will come back. But they will sit out 2024 if they think that Joe Biden and the direction of the Democrat Party doesn't fit their radical left-wing crazy agenda. So they're going to lose somebody. You live by division, you die by division. The Democrats are now fracturing over Israel. It's important to take note, and it's, it's important for us to continue to drive that wedge through that fracture in the Democrat Party. Continue to highlight 
how anti-Semitic, how pro-terror the House Terror Caucus actually is. Continue to highlight how soft on Hamas Ilhan married my brother Omar is. How soft and pro-terror Rashida, the notorious PIG Talib, is. How ridiculously dumb and misguided AOC's comments are about calling for, instead of Israel to do what's necessary to defend itself like she's called on Ukraine to do, to call for a ceasefire and de-escalate. No, sorry, the time for de-escalating was when Hamas was making threats about wiping Israel off the map. That's when you could have called for de-escalating. I mean, there it was right there, ladies and gentlemen. There it was right there. Uh, is that not everything that we just, that we're experiencing right now? Right? The Democrats are going to lose one of two groups. I said it for you in there. They're going to lose one of two groups. Either they're going to lose the radical left or they're going to lose the generational Jewish voters. Well, guess what's happening, folks? Based off of the, the data in Michigan, there it is on your screen. They're losing the radical left. They're losing a portion of the radical left. Tlaib told them to vote uncommitted. And over 100,000 voters protested Joe Biden being the Democrat nominee. So what, he's still got 600,000. He's going to win the primary. That's not the point. If a fraction of that uncommitted voter base that you saw there in those Michigan results, if just a fraction, just a fraction of them sit out and do not vote for Joe Biden or vote third party or whatever in 2024 in Michigan, that race goes to Donald Trump. He's already leading in polls there. No, polls are not perfect. I get it. But that race goes to Donald Trump. And that, that was something we called on this show back five days after the attack. Five days. So we talk about Biden. We talk about the Democrats. We talk about having no path forward. This is what we're talking about here. That's going to be the theme of today's show. They don't have a path forward. And we knew this was coming. Biden has spent the past week talking publicly about his attempts to force Israel into a ceasefire with Hamas. He even made that part of his appearance this week on late night TV and blamed Benjamin Netanyahu for its delay and warned that Israel risked losing, quote, international support if it didn't do more to end the war. Bibi Netanyahu slapped back at that criticism yesterday, suggesting that it's Biden who's out of touch with reality. And everybody knows that. But a Harvard Caps poll, we've been citing these polls a lot, Harvard Caps. 82% of Americans support Israel over Hamas. 82%. Just goes to show you again, the radical left is out of touch with reality. It also shows that two-thirds of Americans oppose the so-called ceasefire. Because all a ceasefire would do is allow Hamas to regroup. And Hamas over there is still a threat to us over here. Why? Because the border's wide open and they're coming across. Now, I'm not saying we got to put boots on the ground in Israel. No. I'm not saying we got to donate tons and tons of money to Israel either. We've already done that. But I definitely will not be trying, if I was the president, to strong arm Israel into a ceasefire against those savages. Not a chance. Not a chance. 
You see, and this is the catch-22 that the Democrats are, are in. We played that video for you just then, just before, told you this was coming. They're now looking at it saying, well, 82% of Americans support it, but a, a, a significant, enthusiastic portion of our party doesn't support it. So we're either going to go and hope that our party can carry us across the finish line in the 2024 election and alienate 82% of Americans. And some of those are Republicans, but you know, there's plenty of independents mixed into that as well. A number that big obviously would be pretty much in favor of supporting Israel across all voting blocks except progressives. They're either going to alienate that large group of people or, or hemorrhage voters and votes from that large group of people, or they're going to court the radical left because they're louder, which is what they've always been doing, and hope that the radical left can carry them across the finish line. Well, I hate to break it to you, but there's a numbers issue with both outcomes. If you go with the larger chunk and appease the 82% of Americans there, some of which are independent, some of which are moderate Democrats, even if you lose that 100,000 you know, batch of 100,000, uh, that, that, that batch of 100,000 voters in Michigan, he loses Michigan. It's not just the, the Muslims in Michigan, too, by the way. I was like, talking to my dad about this yesterday. He told me, you know, you missed this. I said, I missed what? He goes, you know, there was a significant portion of those uncommitted voters were in Ann Arbor, Michigan. What's in Ann Arbor, Michigan? Oh, yeah, that's right. The college. The college. So the DEI education that the left installed here, the critical racism theory classes, CRT, the DEI, the stolen land, the colonizers, all of that rhetoric, that language, uh-oh, oh, it's now working against them. It's now working against them because the college student thinks Hamas those are the good people. The college students like we saw in Harvard, like we've seen in over at Cornell, they feel like Hamas are the good guys. And they see a president who says Hamas is the bad guys. So now he's not just risking losing Ann Arbor, Michigan. But think about all the college votes across this country that might be influenced or less enthusiastic to stay home now. They may be less enthusiastic to vote for him and they may stay home now because of this fracture that we told you was coming five days after the Israel-Hamas conflict began. This, this, this version of the conflict, of course, has been a conflict for a while. You watch this show? I, I'm, not, I, I'm not sitting here taking victory laps, but I kind of am because I am proud that we were that far ahead of it. You watch this show. You are months, months ahead of these types of things and ahead of polls too months ahead that's why i tell you to share it i don't tell you to share it because i want to feel good i want to bring more people up to speed like all of you are thank you and i hope you appreciate being that far ahead of things before we get to uh first break i just want to touch on one more thing to prove that the democrats are absolutely fracturing here this democratic representative in the house has left the Progressive Caucus over anti-Semitism. Richie Torres from New York is now the second Democrat to quit the, the Congressional Progressive Caucus in the wake of Hamas's October 7th massacre of over 1,200 Israelis and the kidnapping of 250 more. A uh, House Democrat told Axios, quote, I think he's had it with the squad. You know, the squad. 
that I don't call the squad anymore. It's the House Terror Caucus. The House Terror, they're the House Terror Caucus because all they do is consistently make excuses and constantly make excuses as to why the terrorists are the good guys. Right? The terrorists are the good. And this was funny because we knew all of this was happening. Right? Here's, here's Jar Jar Binks, Ilhan Omar, and, uh, and shiny head Presley. You know, cue ball. Okay? Uh, oh, she has alopecia. I don't care. I'm mocking her. Yes, I am. Okay? Outside. How many more Palestinians have to die? Remember this one? Take a look. Vengeance is not a foreign policy doctrine. Uh, We are here to save lives. Israelis, Palestinians, Americans. Anyone else? Is that a yes or a no? Anyone else? I do have another question. Why don't you want Israelis to go after the terrorists that burned, tortured, killed their babies and children and still have them hostage? Why don't you want the Israelis to go after the terrorists that did that? How many more killings is enough for you? Is it a thousand more? Two thousand more? Three thousand more? How many more Palestinians would make you happy if they died? Do you, are you, will you be fine if all of the people of Gaza were gone? Total meltdown, but did you catch in the beginning the question the reporter asked Shiny Head? Did you catch it? Your colleague, what, who, who was it that she was talking about? Was criticizing calls for a ceasefire? Do you see why I played the clip? Listen back to that real quick. You might not be able to hear it because it's raining in there. Your colleague, who, is criticizing calls for a ceasefire? One more time. Your colleague, Richie Torres says calling for a ceasefire is a dangerous double standard. Yes. Yes, if you're paying attention right now, that is the same Richie Torres that we're talking about here that just walked away from the progressive caucus in the House of Representatives. How long have we been playing that clip? Telling you that Democrats are fracturing. Since the day the clip came out, October 20th. Folks, it is happening. They are divided. This issue is the one thing they could not have before the 2024 election. They can't get over this because no matter who they choose, whatever side they choose, they lose too many votes. Now, if they are dumb enough, if they are dumb enough to choose to go full-blown calling for a ceasefire, they lose the 2024 they lose the 2024 election in a landslide. Like possible Reagan-esque 40 plus state electoral map in favor of Trump. Why do I say that? Because there are a ton of Americans who still remember 9/11. There are a ton of Americans who still I know there are a lot of theories people have about who caused it and who knew and who that's not where I'm going. After 9-11, I talked about this last night with the Misfit Patriot on his show, the weekly breakdown. The Palestinians were dancing in the streets 
when 3,000 Americans died. Did they do it? Did Saudi Arabia do it? Did Bush know about it? That's not what I'm talking about. They were all excited that 3,000 Americans were killed. They don't care who did it. They were happy that there was death in this country at a large scale. Americans remember that. Those people hate us. And if the Biden regime takes the side of the people who chant death to America, if he explicitly takes that side, if he ignores these numbers here, that two-thirds of Americans oppose the ceasefire and 82% support Israel, Reagan-esque landslide in 2024. You might even see New York be a part of that flip because of 9-11. We called it October 12th, 2024. You're watching this show, you're ahead of things like that. So share it up with everybody. We're going to take a quick break, talk about Let's Go Brandon Token, CB Distillery, and then when we come back on the other side of the break, we're going to play Donald Trump infiltrating the Plano, Texas City Council meeting. If you haven't seen it yet, this was one of the most fun things I've done uh, with this voice. And uh, it's being enjoyed by a lot of people. So uh, I hope you enjoy it if you haven't seen it yet. But first, I do want to get to a word from our friends over at Let's Go Brandon Token. You know, crypto has been intense lately. It's been pretty intense. A lot of ups, some downs, but we're in what looks to be a bull market. Uh, it's ripping right now. Crypto is absolutely on a tear. And so I'd love to talk to you about Let's Go Brandon Token, an innovative new token that embraces freedom and community empowerment. Folks, what sets them apart is a unique approach to giving back. With every transaction made using the token, 2% goes to the America First wallet, which is then used to donate to America First candidates, causes, and charities that align with your values. Let's Go Brandon Token also rewards its holders by dispersing 7% of the buy and sell tax back to the community so you earn passive income simply by holding your tokens, and that's not all. Whether you're new to the world of crypto or looking to expand your knowledge, Let's Go Brandon Token's got you covered. They're offering self-paced crypto classes designed specifically for beginners. The classes provide you with the knowledge and confidence to navigate the crypto landscape with ease. So visit the website today, letsgobrandontoken.com. <clears throat> to learn more, become a part of the incredible movement to embrace freedom, empower the community, and make a positive impact together. Also note that investing in crypto does involve risk, and it's important to do your own research before making any investment decisions. This message is not financial advice, but it is friendly advice to check out letsgobrandontoken.com. That is letsgobrandontoken.com. Next is CB Distillery. That is Charlie Bravo distillery.com. CB Distillery, folks, I have an idea of what your medicine cabinet looks like. It's probably full of stuff that doesn't work. You're still not sleeping. You're still in pain. You're still stressed out. That's how it was for me. So I chose CB Distillery. I cleared out my medicine cabinet and I brought in some really good CBD products from CB Distillery. That is Charlie Bravo Distillery. And it's been a real change. CBD's targeted formulation, CB Distillery, sorry. Targeted formulations are made from the highest quality clean ingredients. No fluff, no fillers. Just pure, effective CBD solutions designed specifically to support your health. In two non-clinical surveys, 81% of customers experienced more calm. 80% said CBD helped with pain after physical activity. And an impressive 90% said they slept better with CBD. If you struggle with a health concern and you haven't found relief, make the change like I did to CB Distillery. With over 2 million customers and a solid 100% money-back guarantee, CB Distillery is the source to trust. I have a 20% discount to get you started. Just visit CB Charlie Bravo distillery.com 
Use the code LFA, Lima Foxtrot Alpha, for 20% off. That is cbdistillery.com, promo code LFA, CB, Charlie Bravo, distillery.com, promo code Lima Foxtrot Alpha, cbdistillery.com, promo code LFA. All right. Before we get into the second half of the show and the Supreme Court immunity hearing and the consequences of that and the meltdowns that ensued over that, I want to first show you this video. I had the honor, the privilege of collaborating and working with Alex Stein, who uh, is known for these type of things. He goes to these uh, city council meetings and he asked, you know, would it be cool if Donald Trump called into this one? I said, of course. We talked about what we were going to, uh, how we were going to move the conversation. And then a couple hours later, uh, this happened. The first one is Alex Stein. You don't know who you're about to speak to. The one, the only... 45th president of the United States of America, President Donald Trump. Are you there, President Trump? Well, of course, uh, you know, I'm happy that you're talking to the city council. I hear they're tremendous people, and I hear we're going to be bringing these shoes in. These are tremendous shoes. They're out of a Nikki Haley and an Escalade. You know what I'm talking about? We want to see the children. We want to see them wear the shoes and perform in the shoes and do a tremendous job in the shoes. Isn't that right? Isn't that correct? Isn't that correct? Yes, President Trump, you making the shoes mandatory for all school uniforms in Plano School District would be great. And I think that would help the city. But I'm telling you, the mayor here is one of these woke mayors. He loves all the transgender stuff. As a matter of fact, he actually wants to put mandatory gender reassignment into the schools, state-sponsored. Well, I think that's terrible. And, you know, the only person that I talk to who uh, goes from man to woman, his name is Lindsey Graham. You know who I'm saying. He sits when he pees. But... Uh, You can look at it and you can talk about all of these different things. I think it's a terrible idea what you're doing. And uh, I think we should absolutely look at this mayor. I think we have to look at him. Maybe we have to replace him. Maybe we have to get rid of him like uh, Chris Christie gets rid of a plate of donuts. You know what I'm talking about? (laughs) Yes, he, he loves to eat. Okay, so President Trump, what is going on with Nikki Haley and her running for president? I mean, what's going on? These Plano people... I don't know. I think some of these uh, board members support her. Well, if they support her, that's interesting because she lost to somebody called Nota. You know, that N-O-T-A, none of the above. And it's terrible. You know, she is only good at doing things in the back of a car. I call it the escapade in an escalade. And she ought to be ashamed of herself. And if you support her, you ought to be ashamed of yourself. I have to say that. And I think if you're supporting Nikki Haley, you have a lot of other things to think about. You're probably crazier than the people who said... White powder to Don Jr. You heard about that? They sent it to him. I think Hunter Biden was trying to send my son mail. I think he thinks he's a pen pal, and that's not acceptable. We don't want to do that. No, and President Trump, they tried to kill my biological stepfather in Russia. Are you going to get vengeance on my father? Tucker Carlson. I got got along very well with Russia, Russia, Russia. I got along very well with Putin, and uh, we're going to get vengeance on Ukraine. They tried to do terrible things to Tucker. He's your biological stepfather. You look just like him. And we want to help him. We want to make sure that he survives. Protect Tucker at all costs. That's what we're going to do. President Trump, they're kicking us out. Thank you, President Trump. These people aren't worth your time, but thank you so much. And free shoes to all the Plano ISD school members, mandatory in their school uniform. Thank you very much. Thank you. God bless you. God bless. God bless. Thank you, President. So there it was, Donald Trump's, uh, of course, that's Donald Trump's appearance. At the uh, Plano school, uh, not school, uh, city council meeting 
Uh, it was fun to be a part of that bit. I love when Alex does those types of things. And when he's like, hey, you want to be a part of the next? Sure, let's do it. And it seems a lot of people are laughing. Some people are like, you got to be careful. They might think it's actually Donald Trump. But, you know, it's not. We obviously know it's not Donald Trump. Uh, but, uh, you know, it, it's been it's been well received, I say, by uh, a lot of the folks that like his content, folks that also like the content that I put out. So uh, no leap year video today. Sorry, but we do have that. Uh, and I didn't want to overshadow that either because that was a, a fun bit that uh, we put together. So there it was. Hope everybody enjoyed it. Uh, if you want to go share that, it's all on our Twitter. It's on Alex's Twitter, his Instagram as well. It's on mine. It's on my Twitter as well. It's on my truth uh, as well. Share it out. Let everybody see it. Uh, you know, lighten the mood a little bit today. Folks, we have uh, the Supreme Court. Not a joke. Folks, look, here's the deal. Okay? I, 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 got, I got hairy legs. The kids are rub my leg down. In, 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 in the pool and watch your hair come back up again. Folks, the Supreme Court is hearing uh, the Trump presidential immunity claim in the Jack Smith January 6th case. And now the talk is that the uh, the trial, the trial on that case may be pushed back past November. The U.S. Supreme Court on Wednesday agreed to hear Trump's presidential immunity claim this on the Gateway Pundit. In special counsel Jack Smith's case, the high court will hear oral arguments in an expedited schedule the week of April 22nd and decide by the end of the term in June or sooner. Judge Tanya Chutkin postponed the March 4th trial date indefinitely as Trump's immunity argument makes its way through the courts. Jack Smith's January 6th trial may be postponed past November. Now, quote, if the Supreme Court decides quickly to reject Trump's bold immunity claim, it may permit a final trial on the 2020 election interference to occur later this summer or fall. But there is no guarantee that a final decision will actually come before November. The far-left newspaper or publication called The New Republic reported, quote, former appeals court judge Michael Lutig predicted that it is now probably unimaginable that Trump will be tried in special counsel's uh, special counsel Jack Smith's federal election interference trial before the 2024 election. That's coming from a former appeals court judge. So this guy kind of knows his way around these things. Now, in the wake of that, obviously, you know, if this was something that was inconsequential, you would not be seeing headlines like this on Red State and in, in conservative leaning publications, which just means, you know, you're telling the truth. Uh, obviously, this is an opinion show, but we're telling you the truth. We're not lying to anybody. MSNBC, Rachel Madcow, Nancy Pelosi, they're all melting down over this decision because they know that their silver bullet, the January 6th indictment, is in danger. And obviously, if Donald Trump wins the election, what's he going to do? He could pardon himself. He can end all of these cases because they're all garbage anyway. Let me play you uh, the meltdown from Rachel Madcow over on MSNBC. Take a look. When you talk about the cravenness of the court, Chris, the cravenness of the court is evident in what they are doing with the pacing here, right? Like putting this off for seven weeks, sitting on it for two weeks for no reason, obviously pushing all of the cases that they can push, pushing them to the point where uh, Trump will be standing for election before any of us have heard the verdicts in any of those cases. Got it. It's the timing. But it's also the idea that the immunity thing is an open question. Right. Is really presidential immunity an open question? Because what's the most famous pardon in American history? Gerald Ford pardoning Richard Nixon once he had resigned and was a former president. Why did Gerald Ford pardon Richard Nixon? Quote, 
As a result of certain acts or omissions occurring before his resignation as president, meaning as a result of stuff he did while president, quote, Richard Nixon has become liable to possible indictment and trial. <laughs> right. Whether or not he shall be so prosecuted depends on findings of the appropriate grand jury and the discretion of the uh, authorized prosecutor. So the idea that this is an open question, that it might be that a former president can never be tried for something that he did because he was president when he did it, is disproven by a plain reading of American history and the whole justification for Richard Nixon being pardoned in the first place. So the idea that this has to be taken up is them saying the sky is green. Right. And I think even for the non-lawyers among us to be able to say, you know what, the sky is not green even on our worst day, this is BS. You you are doing this as a dilatory tactic to help your political, your political friend, your partisan patron. And for, for you to say that this is something that the court needs to decide because it's something that's unclear in the law is just flagrant, flagrant bullpucky. And they know it and they don't care that we know it. And that's disturbing about the future legitimacy of the court. Rachel Madcow actually just said bullpucky. That's, uh, you know, because she's trying to be hip and funny and cute. You know, and not say, you know, crap or BS on the on the screen. So she said bullpucky. Yeah, it doesn't. Yeah, we don't think that looks good. It doesn't look good for you, Rachel. She looks like bullpucky. I can tell you that. Now, the funniest part is that she's talking about this, um, that the Supreme Court is doing Trump's bidding. But as Bonchi at Red State likes to point out, we were told that these cases are not political. They're not political in nature. Well, then then I'm sorry, then why does it uh, why does it matter if it happens be, be, before the, before the election? Ponchi writes here, wait a second. I was assured the election related case against Trump was strictly nonpolitical, presided over by a special prosecutor with only justice on his mind. Given that, why are the three horsemen of the apocalypse in the clip that we just played having a mental breakdown over this? Why do they care about the timeline? They certainly weren't concerned about the January 6th defendants who sat around waiting two years for their trials. It's almost as if the entire point of the prosecution is to influence the election. That's what they are upset about. They're not upset about there's not going to be a trial. They're upset of the fact that if there is a trial, it's going to be too late. And now it's very likely. Well, possible. I don't know if I can say likely, but it is becoming more increasingly possible that the Donald Trump January 6th case, that that takes place or is set to take place after the 2024 election. We'll see. But Nancy Pelosi, as I said, is also having herself a little meltdown. She now claims the Supreme Court is on trial over this. Representative Nancy Pelosi lashed out at the U.S. Supreme Court over its decision to hear out former President Trump's presidential immunity claim in the 2020 election case filed against his actions on January 6th. Here's what she tweeted, and we'll read it just like good old Nancy would say it. The Supreme Court is placing itself on trial with its decision to hear the former president's total immunity claim. It needs to be seen whether the justices will uphold the fundamental American value no one is above the law, not even the former president. Now, obviously, if I, you want to translate that to English, it says, the Supreme Court is placing itself on trial with its decision to hear the former president total immunity claim. It remains to be seen whether the justices will uphold the fundamental American value that no one is above the law, not even a former president. Time out. Time out. All right. You know how much I love when Democrats tell you that nobody is above the law, right? Why do I love that so much? 
Because Democrats absolutely 100% do not believe that. They do not believe that. First of all, they believe that Joe Biden is above the law, even though he squirreled away classified documents, shared the information in those documents with his ghostwriter, kept those documents, you know, haphazardly in his garage. It was next to my Corvette, man. Come on. Come on, man. You lying dog face pony soldier. Corn pop is a bad dude. Not just that, though. No, no. Who else is above the law in this country? That's Dan Bongino. I think it was Bongino who called the super citizens. Who are they? The illegal immigrants. They're above the law. They get to come here illegally. They get rewarded when they do so. And now a Biden campaign surrogate and a Democrat in the House of Representatives says, if you point out that Lake and Riley was killed by an illegal immigrant, that Molly Tibbetts was killed by an illegal immigrant, that a 10-year-old boy in Texas was killed by an illegal immigrant, that illegal immigrants beat up New York City police officers in Manhattan, that four of them strangled a man in Chicago on a train, that there's an illegal immigrant arrested in connection with the murder of a two-year-old, that there was an illegal immigrant, and that was in Maryland, that there was an illegal immigrant arrested for rape, of a 14-year-old and for stabbing a guy in the face multiple times. No, you're not allowed to point that out. Because if you do that, it's racist. I thought nobody was above the law. Nancy Pelosi said nobody was above the law. Immigrants actually commit fewer crimes than native-born people here in this country. Well, it's, it's, it's interesting. There's 330 million people that we know of and only 7.3 million illegals. But if you look at the crime rate per capita, no. No, 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 no. The Supreme Court is placing itself on trial. That was what uh, Pelosi said. Excuse me. Immigrants actually commit fewer crimes is what he says. While campaigning for Biden on Wednesday ahead of the president's visit to the southern border, Democrat Rep. Robert Garcia took aim at those who have drawn attention to the number of often violent crimes recently committed by illegal immigrants. The California congressman suggested that it was racist to point out the trend and parroted the claim that illegal immigrants, illegal immigrants, including those, obviously, who've entered the border since Biden took president, commit fewer crimes than those born in the country. Immigrants actually commit fewer crimes, he said. He said that he also went on to take aim at Donald Trump for suggesting illegal immigrants were poisoning the blood of the country, adding the facts don't actually bear that out, even though we've been talking about on this show how these immigrants have absolutely been hurting the country. And hurting people as a result. Joe Biden going down to the border. Joe Biden happens to be sad that Mitch McConnell is resigning as the Senate leader. Joe Biden is very sad. Mitch McConnell's resigning as the Senate leader. Here is the man who should be the Republican Senate leader. There is only one choice. I will hear your other options, but you are wrong. Here is the man who should be the Senate Leader, majority leader if we win it, minority leader if we stay in the minority, there is only one choice. Take a look. You would think that a looming recession, spurred largely by exorbitant government spending, would give this Congress pause. But instead of taking a minute to consider what a responsible federal government budget looks like, we are instead placed behind the barrel of a gun, forcing us to choose between letting government expire or blindly passing a $1.7 trillion spending package that not only does not balance, 
but in fact spends over 10% more than last year. How does Congress spend taxpayers' money? Well, here's just a few examples of how your government currently spends money. We found that they spent last year $2.3 million injecting beagles with cocaine. It seems that they were curious, their researchers were curious, despite the pain they inflicted on these dogs, they were curious to know if cocaine causes adverse effects. Guess what? Read the newspaper. Read the news. Look at the addicts across our country. You think you need to inject beagles with cocaine to know that cocaine's a bad deal. $700,000 was spent to study how male parrots attract their mate. Really? We've got people who go hungry in our country. We've got people that are trying to get out from behind poverty, and we're spending $700,000 studying how male parrots attract a female. We spent $180,000. There you have the point. That's Rand Paul, who is the only choice. The only choice for Senate leader for the Republican Party. I know. Ted Cruz. What about Rick Scott? Yeah, those are all good guys, whatever. Rick Scott, eh. Ted Cruz, eh. A little better. Rand Paul's the only choice. That's why he's not going to win it. But he would do the best job. You think any Republican spending bills are going to come through the Senate with money to foreign countries? <laughs> not on his watch. Dr. Fauci, you lied to Congress. I love Rand Paul. And uh, I will always love Rand Paul. And uh, this would be, oh, oh, he hasn't endorsed Trump yet. I don't care. That guy would be the, he's probably the most America first Senator, maybe him and J.D. Vance would be the two that I would say Senate leader. J.D. Vance hasn't been there long enough, but I mean, he could win it. But uh, Rand Paul for Senate leader, 1000 percent. That's the only choice. That's why it's going to wind up being somebody, you know, squishy. I go Rick Scott or, uh, you know, Lindsey Graham. Oh, Oh, no. No, please not Senate leader Lindsey Graham. All right. Let's get to a word from our friends over at OFP Farms. Because we're coming up to the end of the show here. Folks, if you have chronic pain, if you're tired and sore, I want to introduce you to OFP Farms and their magnesium products. You may be asking, why magnesium? It's because magnesium is an essential nutrient for cell growth, function, and regeneration. Most people are deficient in magnesium without even realizing it. Industrialized farming has made it almost impossible to acquire the daily amount of, uh, of the proper amount, sorry, of daily magnesium from food sources. OFP Farms... Uh, magnesium products are packed with a combination of nutrients and essential oils, which help you feel rested, more relaxed, and provides a great source of magnesium via topical approach. Pain starts to fade as the magnesium works to help reduce inflammation, balancing blood flow, and allowing the recovery process to begin. Get relief from sore muscles, tired joints, headaches, and other inflammatory issues right where you need it. With OFP Farms' topical magnesium product line, it's hard to believe that these simple products can help with so much, but they absolutely do. Now, you're welcome to browse their website at the many five-star reviews. OFP Farms is a patriot. America First, God-fearing, small family farm, and a company that loves LFA TV. You can find them at their website, OFPFarms.com, OscarFoxtrotPapaFarms.com. Use the promo code LFA15, Lima Foxtrot Alpha 15 for 15% off of your entire purchase at OFPFarms.com, promo code LFA TV. Uh, sorry, promo code LFA15, OFPFarms.com, promo code Lima Foxtrot Alpha 15 for 15% off. No my pillow. Uh, Ed, today we don't have time. I apologize. But I can show you where to get your MyPillow. You know, clearly you don't have a MyPillow too. You don't, do you? 
right there. My pillow 2.0 BOGO at Sean 45, mypillow.com promo code Sean 45 or mypillow.com slash S H A W N four five. Spell my name, right? Mypillow.com slash S H A W N four five. Last story of the day. And it's just a funny one to, to think about and to ponder. Whoops. Didn't see we were in a rush prepping the show today and I didn't put the title up over the uh, the top of that um, of that screen. So I have to now I have to now do that. Joe Biden says his doctors told him that he looks too young. Joe Biden looks young. What doctor is he going to? I would like to know. Joe Biden says his doctors told him that he appears to be too young after his physical. Uh, I, f- for some reason, for some strange reason, I think this is a Lord of Malarkey, man. You're a lying dog face pony soldier. President Joe Biden joked on Wednesday that doctors told him he looked too young after he underwent an annual physical earlier in the morning. Uh, Biden cracked the joke amid speculation about what doctors could have discovered while evaluating him earlier that morning as questions mount as to whether he is mentally or physically fit to serve another term. And a doctor doctor said they saw something on my backside, said it looked like chocolate ice cream. And I told them I wasn't in front of the Pope. It wasn't there. It wasn't there. True and I was under pressure. And then he asked me, he, he, doctor asked me how I feel. And I said, I, I, I no more think of myself as being as old as I am than fly. Yeah, that's Biden. There it is. Ladies and gentlemen, Joe Biden says uh, his doctors, I mean, yes, he was joking, whatever. You want to say he was joking? Oh, it's just a joke. You don't know how to take a joke? Well, I tend to do a lot of jokes. Anyway, and I know I know my way around jokes, okay? I watch the New York Jets. They're a perpetual joke. Anyway, thank you so much for watching and listening the show to the show today. Please head over to the website, farishmedia.com, F-A-R-A-S-H, media.com, farishmedia.com. Uh, check out the custom messages that we have offered up there a couple of new videos we're going to be putting the alex stein video up at some point probably today or tomorrow farishmedia.com make sure you hit the thumbs up button on the way out will johnson coming up next with culture wars at 6 p.m based america with drew hernandez at 7 and stone zone with roger stone at 8 p.m thank you so much for watching and listening as president trump says we will never give up we will never give in and we will never ever surrender And if all else fails, we just become ungovernable. Thank you. God bless you. God bless this one nation under God, indivisible with liberty and justice for all. Have a great rest of your day. We'll be back live with you tomorrow for this show and again on Locals. That'll be tomorrow. SeanFarish.Locals.com slash support. Have a great rest of your day. Please hit the thumbs up button on the way out. Make sure you are subscribed to our podcast anywhere you find your audio podcast as well by searching for Ungoverned. And of course, make sure you're following us right here on Rumble.com slash LFA TV. That is Rumble.com slash LFA TV. Hit the thumbs up button on the way out. We'll have a uh, live show for you again tomorrow. Enjoy Will Johnson coming up next. We'll catch you tomorrow evening. 